Today, Joe Biden thinks it is very hilarious that he is ruining the country and the administration's cruel attempt to push farmers toward green energy, even if it means food shortages. We've got all that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. Happy Monday. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and I've got a full table today, and that always makes me a very happy lady. We've got Yaku Buyans, Blaze TV contributor and host of The Bottom Line. We've got Eric July, Blaze TV contributor and host of For Canon's Sake. He is Young Ripa59 on Twitter. And we have, of course, back in studio, Elijah Schaefer, host of Slightly Offensive, which you can find here on Blaze TV as well as on the YouTubes. So make sure that you are following all of these gentlemen here. Um, Guys, it was a, it's been an interesting couple of days. Uh, the administration uh, is taking a lot of heat on kind of all sides here. I want to start with Joe Biden, who attended the White House correspondence uh, dinner, which is, it's so annoying to me that they even have this dinner. Like, it just seems like these, they should have an adversarial relationship, right? Like the White House correspondents who are pushing the administration for answers on things shouldn't have as friendly a relationship as they seem to have. It makes me very uncomfortable. Um, but uh, Joe Biden got up there. I don't know what they pumped him full of. It seemed to be doing the trick fairly well when you are, of course, half dead. But Joe Biden uh, got up there and thought it would be a good time to poke fun at his low approval rating. Let's watch that. And a special thanks to the 42% of you actually applauded. <laughs> I'm really excited to be here tonight with the only group of Americans with a lower approval rating than I have. <laughs> so funny that Americans don't like me. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh uh, but that wasn't even the worst. That wasn't the worst part because it's like, look, the presidents always get up there and they always joke around and banter. And, you know, it's 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 just this cute little thing that they that they do because they're all elitists and they think that they're better than everyone else. But uh, I think the the biggest blunder was Trevor Noah, uh, who hosted this dinner. So that's how you know it was insufferable. Trevor Noah, who got up and was uh, was talking about Joe Biden making everything more expensive and worse. And just the laughter coming from Joe Biden really says it all. Watch. You know, I think ever since you've come into office, things are really looking up. You know, gas is up, rent is up, food is up, <laughs> everything. No, it really has been. A tough first year for you, Mr. President. I get it. You can't, like, you can't turn around and stomp off home, but that really does not seem to be a reasonable reaction from Joe. Uh, I feel like he could have handled it a little better if he had his wits about him at all. Gentlemen. Yeah, look, Trevor, it's so funny. We got some South Africans doing well. I hope I'm one of them. Elon's doing well. And then you got Trevor, who normally does not do well, who's also South African. So I don't really favor Trevor Noah at all. But in that situation, it's a lot of truth to the joke, as there normally would be in a roasting. There's a lot of truth. Yeah. You, know? you got to hand it to him. He and did no, and, he, and, he, and he roasted him. And mm -hmm. so I tip my hat to Trevor for that moment, that, that particular time to do it. But as a president in that, in that hour, again, this guy has no idea that whatever a president of this country does echoes around the world. That thing will be on loop. And it's funny. And so it Americans should, should take offense to that. Yeah, it's funny to them. I want you to know that it's very funny to them. 
I mean, that was over-the-top laughing. Yeah, well, and, and the cla- he because, clapping and over-the-top laughing. Look, it's like if someone makes jokes of your kids and you laugh, something's in- inherently wrong. Mm-hmm. If, if we see the flag being burnt, see the things this man saw in, in Kenosha and all over, and people poke fun at it, something's wrong with the individual. There's certain things in life that are fun, you know, foundational that you should just not touch. Mm. And this president shouldn't laugh about what he's done. But, but that's how he takes his position. It's a joke. Yeah, the, but of course, Eric, the these Joker. are uh, elitists who really don't care that inflation is up and gas prices are up and all of that because it doesn't it doesn't affect them. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm less tripping about laughing at yourself. I'm all for that. I mean, I do it every day, certainly on my show. However, what that signifies is that they are aware. Like yeah. they're certainly self-aware. Often mm-hmm. we give them credit for Good. being the Nothing, opposite. Yeah. But they're, they're very aware of like the a- actual reality, which to me makes it even more insane. Some of the policies that they tend to advocate when you are so aware what you are doing is utterly destroying the country. It is that you claim to certainly rule over. And that's the part that's frustrating about it all. When you n- mention those n- things, yeah, of course, they're true. Ha ha. It's funny. But there are a lot of people that are suffering or are about to mm-hmm. suffer due to something like that. So I don't want to be the guy with this, you know, stick up his behind or something like that that won't laugh at a joke, but there's actual ramifications to what's taking place and the policies it is that they're advocating. I'm not going to put it all on Biden and act like previous administrations had nothing to do with it because they absolutely had had something to do with this in terms of their spending effort. But to be as aware mm-hmm. of your own individual failure as you are and to still come out like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, I know it sucks. My approval ratings suck. But, hey, we're not going to feel the brunt of the actual consequences. Right. Y'all are. Right. So which is all that kind of group laughing and massive circle jerk that it actually is. That's all it is. They laugh, They can laugh because it don't hurt. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? right. It doesn't right. touch them. Right. So, well, so I would argue that it's not even, it's, he's not that, he's not laughing at his own expense. He's laughing at everyone else's expense. Well, yeah. And this is a, a, an extremely similar situation. If you guys remember back, I think it was 2020 or it might've been before when Ricky Gervais hosted the Academy mm-hmm. Awards and he made some jokes at the elite's expense, specifically about Epstein. Mm-hmm. And when everyone got uncomfortable, they laughed and he was like, what? He's your guys' friend. He's not mine. Like you, It's your guys's. And, and everyone looked so uncomfortable in the crowd because the truth is we don't have the logs. We don't have all the videos. We know that there's you know hundreds of hours of blackmail out there, but that's not in our interest because the people were guilty and they looked like, yeah, shoot, we are in, involved. And just like the, the Hollywood elite is involved in the sex scandals and the, and the cults, the, the correspondence in the media, in the news, besides maybe being a part of that as well, definitely are planning the collapse of our country. They're, they're, they're all in on it. And unfortunately, you know, it pays to work for the regime. They get these good jobs, $400,000, $500,000 for a few hours a week on MSNBC. They laugh. They say what they're told to say. And as we've seen in the last couple of years, they admit, you know, we're trying to control the minds of the people. Uh, don't let a good crisis go to waste. We'll probably talk about in a little bit. They, they kind of let out that they're in, in on it. And when they're all sitting in that room, just think about this. Even as Biden was able to point out, everyone is vaccinated, everybody's boosted. It doesn't matter what network they work for. Mm-hmm. They're all lockstep in line with whatever we want them to do. So don't trust the Fox News. Don't trust the, the CNN you know, split. They're all working for a larger corporate message. They all do as they're told. And the sad part of the Trevor Noah, to not give him credit, I love how he ends the joke with like, yeah, it's been a rough year for you. As if like, like it's like, oh, Mr. President, yeah. poor guy. You just you've really poor gotten guy. it. It's really, you've really gotten beaten down. It's like yeah. as if you're not the problem. <laughs> I, 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 I could do that marriage problems point. too with fights. You know, mess up and piss off my wife. <laughs> yeah. and be like, baby, are you gonna feel sorry for me? 
You know, I kind of screwed up <laughs> yeah. a little bit. I'm not feeling too good myself. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that's going to go well for no, you. No, it doesn't work in, in my world, but it works in the fake world that's his presidency. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 I, I love that you pointed that out because I hadn't even considered that part of it. It was just like, wait, why are you why are you using that to get sympathy for him? He doesn't deserve it. Um, Elijah, you, you just... He's a victim. He's yeah, always a victim. He's the victim, always a victim here. They, they are all victims, always. They, they'll play the victim card at the drop. They the love race, it. The race card and the victim it gives card. Them, yeah, absolutely. oppression points. They yeah, love it. Absolutely. Um, okay, so let me, Elijah, you just alluded to it uh, a minute ago. Let me get to this uh, Biden official who just said yesterday that uh, the global food shortage crisis, look, they're not going to let a crisis go to waste, okay? So what they're actually going to do is they will make sure that it pushes farmers towards relying on more green energy. Here is uh, U.S. Agency for International Development Chief Samantha Power. Watch. Fertilizer shortages are real now because Russia is a big exporter of fertilizer. And even though fertilizer is not sanctioned, uh, less fertilizer is coming out of Russia. As a result, we're working with countries to think about natural solutions like manure and compost. And this may hasten transitions that would have been in the interest of farmers to make eventually anyway. So never let a crisis go to waste, but we really do need this financial support uh, from the Congress to be able to meet emergency food needs so we don't see the cascading uh, deadly effects of Russia's war extend into Africa and beyond. These how are these real people? They don't, like they just go. They don't even care. They're like, yeah, never let a crisis go to go to waste. Well, they have uh, a teleprompter. I was gonna say we now know why they have teleprompters because yes. they've been really getting yes. up there yes. with their gas. Like I'm going. No wonder why they have to have a script because when they're off script. They really tell us probably a little more than they're supposed to. Who was it, Mark Ruffalo? Mark Ruffalo, yeah. who called who called Ukraine a gift? The, the yes. what's going on in Ukraine the war a, is gift? a gift? It's like people dying is a gift. There are people oh. dying. That was Ruffalo. I was on that show with you. Yeah, yes. it's just it's like, like the, uh, how are these people real? And, and then just at the end, I love that. Throw in Africa. You can see the script writers go, no, no, no. You got to spice that. Just throw in Africa. Where? Just put it in there. In Africa. We don't want it to go to Africa. <laughs> we do all the buzzword, all the keywords. Got to hit them all because look, they're creating the crisis. This food crisis, which is going to be real, Glenn Lynn ran a show on it, and it's a manufactured food crisis. We're talking about food processing plants burning down all of a sudden. We're talking mm-hmm. about farmers that used to take subsidies. If you were a farmer and took subsidies, sorry, but they're calling the paid piper is playing again. Pay the piper, destroying their crops, not just in the U.S. but across. It's a manufactured crisis, sure. Manure does come out of Russia, not exclusively. Right? And so it, blame everything Russia, but it's a manufactured crisis. And I said this a year ago, the next thing is food. It's not COVID. When you start controlling who eats and who doesn't eat, it's going to make COVID look like a little, little puppy, like a little kitten. Yeah. Um, it's going to get real. Well, that sounds optimistic. <laughs> Look, it is it is manufactured, but I'm, what, well, I guess what angers me so much about us talking about this, definitely uh, we, as we have all the roundtable discussions about this, it seems that the solution is so easy, but often I guess that's what the academics are certainly paid to do, is to make it more complex than what it actually is. I mean, the great Thomas Sewell does, talks about that all the time. Actually, you need an intellectual to try to make such a simple thing complex. Mm-hmm. When we recognize the government and it's, Utter, not just utter failure, how it actually aids in a lot of what we have right, ne- right now. It, I mean, it's what they use as their vehicle to implement all of this uh, ridiculousness. You talked about COVID. You talk about what happens right now. And they're like, well, OK, yeah, we had all this stuff that we were trying to put these farmers on, relying on green energy or, or, or other green ways to certainly do things, even if it means 
other people suffer because of this. This is all done with this massive entity known as the state at the helm of it. But for whatever reason, it's like I'm sitting here when I talk about it, everybody acts like I'm being the unrealistic one as these retards, excuse me for lack of better terms, sit up here and run your damn country into the ground. I'm the one that's crazy, right? No, the anarchist libertarian is the one that's crazy. That would never happen. That's so unrealistic. How will we exist? What about the roads? And I'm like, you are allowing people that are the dumbest folks in the world to control your lives. And you act like the, when I'm the solutions right there, I'm giving this. Pretend it's this cup, everybody. This cup is the solution. Bam. I've given it to you. You can see it. It's tangible. You can even see it. You can feel it. And instead of taking the freaking layup, all we sit up here and do is like, wow, how do we how do we how do we solve such a crisis that the government caused? I don't know. Maybe get them out of the way. Maybe that's the solution. Finally, Republicans and conservatives that watch this show. Nah. I think some guy we got to put in there to try to implement some cool 40, 70 chess backgammon type of game to try to get us out of this. When the solution is as simple as ever, it's as simple as now as it was when I was right about the whole right. COVID situation, as it was when I was right about Obama and everything it is that he implemented. I'm tired of screaming my head off, Sarah, about the solution, but nobody listens to us. Eric. Nobody. I know it's your, it's your turn to rant. You got to rant, okay, real quick. But let me tell you this. It's on both sides. You, you said something earlier. It's on both sides. Yes. The, the, the elite so class. Still scream, no, scream, scream, scream. The elite class and the Republican Don't scream at side. him. He didn't do it. No, I, I like this. I like this. I like, you know, I'm African-American. Yeah, that's true. It. He gets me because he's African-American. I get him. I get him. Exactly. We're as black as can be. So, so here's, the, here's the deal. The, the problem is, though, and I know these people personally, okay, that are deep in the conservative movement. Their lives, their personal lives, Sarah, their kids' their lives are not being affected, even in the Republican Party. They're making more money now than they made when Trump was in office. Yeah. They're raising more money on the Save America movement than when they raised a lot of these organizations that are friends of ours. Yeah. It doesn't affect them, which change will not happen. They're not desperate enough. True. I don't trust politicians for nothing. They're all crooked. They're all of them. I mean, they take backhand deals and they don't care about the American people. What say you, sir? Well, like, like Eric was saying, I mean, when you look at the idea that you have this previous UN ambassador, which we know how, how good they're doing in the world, you know, being put into place, they essentially take people who sucked at a job that was bad, they fail at it, mm -hmm. and when it says served from 2013 to 2017, AKA didn't accomplish anything. <laughs> so ba they take people who have accomplished the least amount uh, possible in the worst position that does nothing, and then they elevate them into positions of power, That's and then impressive. sit back and go, why is our country so <laughs> messed up? And it's like, well, when you're hiring teachers, for a lack of better words, out of the special needs class, you wonder why nobody's learning anything. And you know what? There is classes and there are environments for special needs people. That's why we call them special. But it's not running our country. And we somehow switched the files and we got the wrong set of candidates. And we are literally choosing people who are intentionally messing things up. And I have to say, it's by design. Yeah. Because, and yeah. I always say the idea that they fail upwards. They always have that vertical failure because it's the rewarding of being more robotic. They are the blueprint for transhumanism. 
mechanism because they don't need, you know, Neuralink and whatever embedded in their brains. These people are already like the lowest of low of IQ. These people are proof that evolution might be real because we found the trans species between, between no chimpanzees and humans and it's the global yeah. elites currently running our government <laughs> and in the media. So the, I give up. I finally believe in evolution today. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in it. That was one of the, the greatest segments uh, of time. I know. I'm I loving know. this. I, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to tell, uh, I'm, I'm sure my producer is already on it, like, yeah, I'm going to clip that one for Eric. <laughs> He's, he's going to need that one later. I just, I'm just a white guy sitting here with a couple African-Americans <laughs> <laughs> with my brothers. Not a big deal. Um, all right. Let's go ahead and take a break, and uh, we'll be back with more. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Patriot Mobile. So, look, DHS, we talk about it on the program. They've created a department designed to combat what they call disinformation you got to wonder what is going to be next. Free speech is obviously under attack all the time. That is why we are proud to support Patriot Mobile. They are America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They are, let me tell you, they are as passionate about free speech and your constitutional rights as you are. By the way, they have the same nationwide coverage as all the major carriers, so you're getting the same service that you would. Plus, you have peace of mind that your money is combating the left's attempts to silence you. Patriot Mobile has, they've got plans to fit any budget, uh, and they share your values and support organizations that are fighting for the things that you believe in. We've got to partner with our friends. We've got to stick together in today's economy. You can do that by going to patriotmobile.com slash news. You can get free activation with the offer code news. By the way, if you're a veteran or first responder, you're going to get uh, even more discounts on top of their reasonably priced plans. Go do that at patriotmobile.com slash news. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi uh, headlined a congressional delegation to Ukraine and Poland over the weekend. This was a surprise visit, a lovely little surprise visit. Uh, it's always good when uh, you know that your actual head of state cannot function and can't attend and your uh, second in command it would probably just laugh her whole way through the meeting. And so you're like, you know what? Our A-team that we're sending is the drunk Nancy Pelosi, who is about 10 million years old. That's, our, that's, that's the best we got, and that's what we're sending. She, she tweeted about this. She said, our distinguished congressional delegation came to Poland to send an unmistakable message to the world that America stands firmly with our NATO allies in our support for Ukraine. Uh, as the Russian invasion of Ukraine rages on, our delegation continues our meetings with U.S. senior officials to be further briefed on the humanitarian tragedy caused by Putin. Um, I want to <clears throat> I bring this up at the same time that uh, Adam Kinzinger, Repub uh, rep representative, he calls himself a Republican. I tend to disagree. Adam Kinzinger, who introduced a resolution yesterday to use American armed forces in Ukraine if Russia fights with chemical, biological or nuclear weapons. Um, things are going great, guys. That picture before before the wonderful Steve Stephen pulls it off. That picture said <laughs> said it all to me. This is called preparation. This is called desensitizing <clears throat> America to the fact that this administration is going are going to send your sons and daughters into a war. And we said that when he took office. They must go to war. They must talk race. They must go to war. Mm -hmm. So this is how you say we're with them and you start bleeding it in and start getting the Americans ready. Do you remember when everyone used to say that uh, Trump was going to cause World War Three? Mm -hmm. hmm. 
Interesting. We're train- I believe we might even be training their troops in Germany. I mean, that's that's alleged, but but I mean, that's really? what that's what that's what I'm hearing. At least the Kremlin is saying, and why they're calling this you know officially a national war against the West. Because I mean, when you look at this, this is so insane. I, I, the first time that 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 Ukraine was quote unquote invaded, and I just had a debate about this. That technically, Ukraine wasn't invaded because Ukraine's been in a civil war since two, at least 2014. And with the Minsk II agreement, they had a ceasefire. And one of the, the predications of the ceasefire was that there would be no foreign military equipment near the front line, specifically near the Donbass, the eastern region, right? And then you have you have Donetsk, and then you have Lukangst, and you have the two, the two cities. Now, people don't even realize that those two regions in the Donbass are already cut off between yes. eastern Russian influence and Western Western, uh, you know, Western Ukraine, that what we call the Ukraine now, or, or NATO influence. And, you know, I, I don't think people kind of understand that even in the Eastern districts, they voted for Putin as their mm-hmm. leader, by the way, mm-hmm. in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them have Russian passports. And so this is a civil war that doesn't involve us. This is a, a problem. And people in the debate, the guy kept trying to get me to defend Putin invading. And I go, I'm not going to defend him invading. I'm just saying this is not our battle. This mm-hmm. is this is these are certain people of Eastern origin that have had a longstanding issue. And his one stance was like, well, it's been a country since 1991. And I'm like, bro, you're older than the country. So <laughs> yes. so this is not yeah. something that we, this is not France being invaded that has been around for thousands of years. This is a country that has had a problem with its borders and its identity for quite some time. And the fact that we are sending in the military aid, that we are giving weapons, asking for $33 billion while you look at the streets of Philadelphia, you look at the streets of Los Angeles, they look like war zones in and of themselves. Arkansas. It is, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's bloody insane to think that we would, you would send ourselves, our sons, our daughters, even our own tax dollars for a conflict, which by the way, I'll, I'll just say, it's horrible it's happening. I don't like the way the world works. But it's like when I see today the, the, the mainstream media saying, oh, well, the Western nations don't want any part in this and they're not willing to punish Putin. I'm sorry. I'm done with America playing world police yeah. and deciding that every single battle is our battle when we don't give a single crap about what happens in our own country. We just talked about it. We don't even have food. Can't yeah. even find meat on the shelves. Can't even afford gas. And you want to send money to another country to get involved in another war when we barely got out of Afghanistan and poorly at that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I agree. It's yeah. Absolutely. And, and the Balkans, by the way, has been at war for hundreds of years with one another. Mm. There's been it's a war riddled zone. There's not a single person living in the Balkans that has not firsthand experienced war because it is a civil matter. It's, it's their matter. Deal with it. Let yeah. NATO deal with it. If anyone else, not us. We have no business. We can we can send support for people who are actually trans. In, Kids being trafficked and women, but we're about to get involved in a war with our troops. Yeah. Eric, are you going to yell at me again? <laughs> no, I'm not going to yell at you. He yelled at me. at you. Well, I mean, even, yeah, but I guess what would piss me off is the $33 billion that they're going to pay. It's just funny how all of this, um, you know, Elon Musk, $44 billion, and they're talking yeah. about how he could end the world hunger, and they just gave, yeah. what's, $11 billion less, uh, that's it, to um, Ukraine to aid them in whatever efforts it is that they're trying to fight against. Now, look, I will absolutely admit and I concede that America certainly had a lot of uh, definitely 2014 um, had a lot to do with the turmoil that happens right now in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. But if, at, at what point do you actually recognize that our involvement and it's not obviously just with Ukraine, but all across the world has been to our own detriment, even mm-hmm. in, the, in the name of terrorism. And the great Ron Paul has talked about that historically, how even that policy has done nothing but uh, breed more people that despise this country enough to do something crazy um, to your country. I mean, yeah, some you see, I don't know, your brother blown up 
you know, by some bomb that is uh, marked, or uh, in some case by either uh, America or their, their allies, you kind of start to feel some kind of way. It's easy for us to say no, no otherwise. Now, again, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Nonetheless, we need to be up out of there. But we look at all the issues that happen in this country, even uh, pertaining to like gun rights, which is what frustrates me so more so much where you got Ukraine having this policy of, well, we need to have more more, more of their people armed. And we're also sending them uh, weapons when you have people in this country right now who are mm -hmm. criminalized for simple in certain pockets of this country right now, still to this day. And a lot of Republicans aided in that as well, that are criminalized for just simply having possession of a freaking weapon. And that type of stuff really pisses me off because it really goes to show what politics looks like and how that inconsistency can be so blatant to the American yeah. people. And they think absolutely nothing of it. When it's $33 billion, you'll have some people champion it like, yeah, we're about to go save America. Or even the idea that your kids are going to be sent over to this war. That hypes them up. And then you look at the rights that have been infringed upon in within this territory, within these borders, by the same institution, the federal government. And we think nothing of it. That, that really pisses me Eric, off. Eric, we made a presentation, and I can't say too much of this. We made a presentation recently to two governors, you can figure out who, who happens to border another country. You can figure out who those governors are. And we brought technology to them, real technology. I'm talking about technology that can detect tunnels under the ground like we've never seen. I'm talking about a dust that can track cartel members and trafficking, and they shot it down. There's just no funding for it. There's no funding to secure our border, but we're going to go secure their border. I'm talking <laughs> about, I'm in the meetings, how we try, and, and it's just shut down. It's just like, nope, no thank you. And it's small money. We're talking $8 million to secure a Texas, you know, technology for Texas, $33 billion. You know why? Whoever funds a war benefits from the war. Mm -hmm. Yes. Whoever funds the war, whoever doesn't fund the war, suffer. The American people will suffer. The Ukrainian people will suffer. But Joe Biden, George Soros, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, all the ones funding war. It's almost like a race. Who gets to fund this Raytheon. one? You always see that immediately. Raytheon. You always see that name. It's like we need yeah. to order material from, from Raytheon. And I got to remind people of this. I don't even know if this is on the show later, but... You know, I've, I've had, um, as the war started, uh, a friend of mine in Odessa was, was explaining to me how he was really nervous to, I think we talked about even on here, uh, really nervous to even talk about what his thoughts were because of the, the, go the government runs like a tyrannical regime, you can be punished. And people thought that was crazy. And I've even been told just recently that that was incorrect. But we saw the AP News just just yesterday, I believe, released the videotape that now in uh, Ukraine, like if you make any post, social media post, critical of Zelensky um, against the war uh, in pro-Russia, um, you'll be arrested. And some of them are actually even being shot. And they took AP with them, the, 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 the soldiers. In one city, they had arrested already 400 people for making inappropriate social media posts. So you're trying to tell me that we're running for a country that's the bastion of, of, of hope and, and a free state speech and, and people are cheering this on, right? Oh, it's war. And that's what you see what they want to do here in wow. this country is like they want to push that. And that's what they love. Ukraine is not some no. bastion of, of Western ideals. It's a very corrupt nation. And if you can go to jail, if you can be killed even in some cases, which they wouldn't report, but I'm hearing, uh, you know, these are alleged reports. But still, I mean, if you're seeing this on film, what is not on film, I always say, if they always show, you know, a yes, certain limit. Yes, yes. This is not a country that I want to align with. This is not a country that I think that we can pick a side. They need to figure their own stuff, their, their, their own matters out. But man, even if they won the war, what kind of government are we propping up? Right. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Americans live in this uh, weird, uh, privileged world where they think that in any sort of uh, global conflict that there must be a good guy and a bad guy. Right. Yeah. Like they can't they can't they can't fathom the idea that like maybe just both sides are not good.
Now, yeah. some, sometimes Al Capone's, Al Capone's successor is the one hunting Al Capone. Yeah. Right? So here you have the bookie of the world is really what they've been. That country's been the bookie. Mm -hmm. They've been a money laundering, money washing entity, which is why the Bidens are up in there and so many others. Right? Not the good guy. Again, not the people of the Ukraine. The citizen of the Ukraine. Right. The one right. suffering. The leadership. Heck, you have an actor that they made a TV show for the guy to play the president to get him ready to, again, prepare the country, say, this is our guy we picked, and then he runs for presidency, and now he's the president. And he's, to them, he's a hero. That country has been involved in crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's go ahead and take a break, and when we come back, let's talk about uh, Rachel Levine talking about the uh, value of gender-affirming care for, uh, <laughs> for our kids. We'll be right back. God. I just, I can't. <laughs> Florida's Surgeon General, Joseph Lodopo, he actually put out a fact sheet that was uh, criticizing the new HHS uh, policy of, you know, basically passing out puberty blockers and uh, transgender uh, hormonal treatments for all kids, no matter the age or stage, everyone is ready for a new gender. Well, the Florida Surgeon General actually said, um, well, there's a, a problem here, guys. Uh, most children who identified with their non-birth sex eventually reverted to believing their birth sex was correct. That's like 80% is what the Florida mm -hmm. uh, Surgeon General cited. And I've, I've read studies that in indicate even higher, higher. than 80%. Um, but their particular one said 80%. Well, Rachel Levine, who is actually like a, a, a dude, as you can see by this lovely picture, just a, it is the epitome of femininity right there, Rachel Levine. Uh, Rachel Levine, who is the highest ranking transgender person in the Biden administration, also a pediatrician, so that should make you feel really good, uh, said, there is no argument among medical professionals about the value and importance of gender affirming care. There's no argument. They unanimously agree all medical professionals unanimously agree that gender-affirming care uh, for young children is totally fine. And, mind you, same administration who is putting out a stupid uh, disinformation governance board to combat misinformation. <laughs> cute. That's really cute. Hey, Elijah said they're shooting Ukrainians right now for speaking against the government. That's exactly what they're trying to do here. That, they would love that. Exactly they would love nothing more. Yeah. I mean, but it, this is the word problem. This is the word salad. Gender affirming. So this already comes with the yeah. prerequisite yeah. that, number one, that gender and sex are separate, which is just untrue, yeah. okay? Yes, we know not everyone fits in a stereotype of what a man or a woman would be, an idealist, but yet we are still. Men are men and act like men, and women are women and act like women. So then to say then gender, so we've separated this from someone's birth sex, so yeah. we're talking about trans now, which already doesn't exist. There's no right. such thing. You can't be trans. It's impossible. It's just made up. But you have to affirm this. And affirming is a weird word because it's not a biological word. It's not medical anymore. Affirming has a much more emotional yeah. or supportive, yeah. yes. uh, sort of like Alcoholics Anonymous yeah, and who group. Affirms. Yeah, and group who affirms, affirmation yeah. of like, we need to get together and just like, and support what this person is saying. Mm -hmm. And where did we as a society get that that was not only A, important in society as a whole, there's a lot of jackasses and idiots in the country and I don't want to affirm anything that they're saying or they're doing. Most of them are running our country right now. But on the second hand, when did we ever affirm what kids 
are thinking or they're saying about their gender. I saw Mike Cernovich's kid, he's, he put a video up at the farmer's market. He's like, my one daughter wanted to wear pajamas and push a stroller and my other daughter wanted to wear a dress with no shoes. I'm okay with it. And there's some silliness from kids that we love, you know, the, the, the creativity. Yeah. You're not gonna let a kid who wants to go in a princess dress and barefoot tell you that she's a boy. And on top of that, I like how Rachel Levine goes, well, the reason why we need to affirm them is because the suicide rates are so high. Yeah, yeah maybe because they're not living in the design right. that they were made to be. When you try to live outside of the way that you were designed, you're going to be freaking unhappy. And people join in that lie mm -hmm. might make it seem more acceptable outward and socially, but you're going to be just as miserable in the inside and, quite frankly, for Rachel Levine, one of the ugliest people on the outside, too, unfortunately. <laughs> you, know, you know, sorry, Eric. No, go, go. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so abuse is not just physical. Yeah. I would argue the physical parts heal. Any, any sex traffic victim, any sexual abuse right victim, <clears throat> right victim will tell you the physical healing was, was tough, but it's the emotional healing. So let's call this what this is. This whole movement is sexual abuse. Yeah. They're sexually abusing children. Mentally, they're abusing them. And, and yes, you're right, the suicide aids through, through the roof because you're pushing kids in a direction. I, I like to break things down very simple. This is what we do every day of our lives. We fight this crap. If you see that man <laughs> who is walking around as if he's a woman, would you trust your child with that person? The answer is absolutely no. That's your gut check to tell you something's not right here. You don't listen to another word they have to say. Not one more word. It's done. It's over. The, sec the second you're okay with sexualizing or sexually abusing children, which is what they're doing, they are in fact wrong. So all of our friends on the right that's even engaging in conversation, well, we need to be tolerant. No, you're pro-child abuse. Mm -hmm. It's that simple. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, if... Like, this is a mental illness. Why would you affirm right, uh, a delusion? Why would you affirm would you a give mental it energy? illness yeah. and delusion? It just it blows my mind. Eric, I want to I want to get your thoughts. I also want to throw in here just for a point of reference. Uh, Elijah's talking about gender affirming care um, and how they use that language. They did in the HHS fact sheet that when they referred to gender affirming care, they did even cite examples that went as far as top surgery, bottom surgery. I mean, they are literally advocating for cutting off uh, in this case, Parks. adolescents' genitals. You know, you know, it does mean affirming. By the way, that's why it means it means to, to maintain the state as true. So that's literally the definition of it. It's not truth. It's a maintenance, yep. mm. a required maintenance of something to affirm something. And so. Like, I just think, man, you're already admitting your fallacy right there. Like, you know you don't believe it because you're not saying that you even know that it's real because it's not. Yeah. And somebody's got to call it out. You were mentioned earlier, we've got to ignore these mother effers. I mean, yeah, seriously. I mean, these people should be ignored. Like, it's no, nothing to argue. All it is is that children are, because of their nature, and um, more so the naive nature of them, they're being used to validate the yep. existence right. of, I have to say it again, I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> studio retarded individuals. I like because that that's exactly what it is they are. So they use those children to validate themselves. When right. you see all the stuff being pushed. Which is in, abuse. And, and, uh, yes. And when you see all the stuff being pushed in their like particular media, that's what it all is, is about. So you, you, you say on the upward of what is 80% yeah. of them, mm -hmm. they want to just and say go back. And I think that's a conservative estimate. And yeah, it, it, of course he is. You talked about suicide being something that they worry about. The reason why it doesn't seem to damn change mm -hmm. among that group even once they transition, it's almost as if they're going through something something else. Mm -hmm. 
So all this is is about validating the, the, the adults. And unfortunately, we've allowed them to hijack the conversation enough to feel bold enough to blatantly just flat out admit we're going to utilize your kids to validate our existence. Yep. And what in the hell are you going to do about exactly. it? That's what it is. So it, it, it sucks when you mention it that way. But these youngsters, could you imagine definitely because you, you and I are closer in age. If you could imagine wow. when we were up, no, that's not, that's feel, not a knock. That's not a knock, knock right to Sarah. I'm just saying. <laughs> him and I are we're married with kids. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're, yeah, we're, we're similar. I'm married with kids. She's married well, with Eric, kids. Well, Eric, it's yeah. been nice having you on the program all these years. Well, Sarah, since you and I are more mature in age, we are the intellectuals at the table. We'll have a different conversation. Every dating show in every horror movie, they always put off the black character first. We're just keeping with the media stereotype. What I'm saying is, what I'm it's saying true. is, is that, well, like, I guess you recover, you, you feel me too. Everybody will feel me on this. The, the, the concept now. of a tomboy, right? <laughs> yes. And, and that that was a thing. I was I mean? one. Exactly. Yes. So with that me. being said, I was a tomboy too. Makeup, <laughs> makeup wearing, dress wearing, very feminine now. Total right. tomboy when it, I was exactly. A kid. They would have been the one. You would have been the ones that they would have been convincing yes. that yes. at that young age you should have been transitioning. Yes. You yes. really wanted to 100%. be a girl. That's a lot of what we have going on yeah. right now, and we're letting them get away with it because instead of just rejecting them and ignoring like okay you crazy as hell and I'm not about to sit up here and have some sort of back and forth dialogue but if you do because though because you insane if you do though you're now affirming them. That's the that's the thing, though. We're adding to the whole. That's I know. What I'm saying, that, who's that's why. That's why we shouldn't have ever. When the mm. conversation got so cr you when call they it even, crazy, we should have just been like, "You crazy? That's hell, crazy. Stay over there." Ain't well, exactly. Like you want me to but talk he, but about? Here's, here's the point, though. And people word. people don't realize this. We do need a transformation in people. They're unhappy, and you had a different kind of transformation. You just called it glow up, where you can <laughs> learn about how you're supposed to be. But I noticed this. I, the Victoria's Secret went out of business by my house, and I asked my wife, "Oh, do you shop there anymore?" She said. No, and I go. Well, why? Why don't you? And she was like, Well, because they mostly advertise to fat black women and trans women, and that's just not the market. I don't. I don't see the pictures. I don't see I the don't product. See myself yeah, there. I don't. I don't mm -hmm. see myself wearing it. And I was laughing because then I see this morning Jesse Kelly posts a picture of this fat black chick for Victoria's Secret, and he was going, My kids are going to grow up in a different world than I did. Go ahead, Lululemon, Athletica, Fabletics, all the stores that were for fitness, they're all fat. Lizzo on the front, morbidly obese supermodels, meaning they've taken the transformation that we need. That women would need, right? To feel sexually beautiful and to have a nice sex life, to feel physically beautiful, to take care of your health. And they've said everyone needs to be fat, ugly, disgusting. And the only way out of it is to change your gender, to change your sex. You know what Rachel Levine needs? To lose about 50 pounds, get some counseling and find God. And that's the, Absolute, that's, that's what they need. Especially the last one. Yes. Find God, because if you find God first, the race kind of sort of just happened. <laughs> It just kind of sort but of I'm just saying, you get what, that's the last yeah. to take is that what they've done is they've, they've taken all the places where we really have the power to make changes that will make our lives better, that will clear up confusion and depression and problems. They've muddied those. And then in its place, what have they given us? This transhumanism? It's disgusting. It's yeah. ugly. All right. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. I love it. Have it back. I love it. Janney Elementary School in Washington, D.C., uh, apparently, according to documents that were uh, obtained by the Daily Caller, they held a virtual assembly with an anti-racist educator for students. Now, they uh, sent a anti-racism fight club presentation home. Students received uh, a fist book 
with information on combating racism at home and how to deal with racism from loved ones. Uh, it said, even though they love you and are older than you, they can be wrong. Uh, and students also learn that racial prejudice is present against both white and black students, but racial prejudice only harms black students because black people don't have any power over white people. Eric, I'm, I'm gonna, we don't wanna anyone white-splaining. This is, I, I just, this, this, this approach that, that like it's, again, it goes back to the previous segment. It's more so the adults have this warped view yep. of how they view things. And then they want to push that on the kids. And this race thing was actually something that I believe certainly was first. It's like, for example, the concept of representation or diversity in media. You say they talk about how important Certainly that is. But children don't give a crap about any of you guys have have children. So you all know that that's not anything that they 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 focus on. That's a learned trait. That is something that is a learned trait It's taught to them to have that uh, uh, position, because generally you can go any playground, black kids, white kids, Mm -hmm. whatever. They just play with you. They don't care about anything. They may have people that they're more or less compatible with. But in a sense of like race, they don't really care. Even even you actually you, you probably have the experience that when they have to get older you have to explain to them like okay well even in terms of like gender like we don't you don't play with girls that same kind of yeah. way you have to kind of explain it because they they don't care so i hate this idea where they they act like it's so inherent when it's like no 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 that's bull crap that you you teach yep. you teach them i say all this all the time in the, in the, in the age where we came up in the 90s for the most part we were over this hump it's just weird how we yes. reversed we went backwards. That, to me, is just so bizarre. Because it's a very effective weapon. It's a very yeah. effective weapon. And they will pull it out whenever. It's like saying, hey, when do we run our, our, our bread and butter play? Just pull it's it worked, out. It's worked for decades. It's Forever, yeah. man. It's, it's worked forever. And, and, and just, just one quick note. I know it's, it's hard for Americans to, to view it this way, but a lot of countries, particularly like in South America, that have like different races, including black people that don't have these same uh, same problems it's because they, it's simply not a part of their culture. It's a learned trait. No they won't it, it, they won't admit that, but it's certainly a learned trait. Critical race theory not being taught in schools, the left says. Well, I think with all this being said in mind is that the idea they have to target kids totally takes down their entire um, message that they've said two things with race and with with this sexuality stuff. Obviously, we've had the I'm born this way. And then the other (laughs) side is that nobody is born racist, right? It's learned. Racism is learned. And so we have to teach them anti-racism. Well, if it's learned, then why don't you just create a society that's more just that? And why don't you start acting like as adults and giving an example to children? Mm -hmm. By the way, you live in not being a racist person. And also racism in itself isn't a problem. And this idea of sexuality well, if people are just born gay and they're born lesbians and stuff, then why is it we've got to educate children? I mean, why is it? Why? Why would they not just like all sex? We don't need to go to a four-year-old and explain to them. Usually, a kid asks you and says, "Dad, why well, I heard about this or what is this?" We kind of give them that chance of exploration. It's part of the human spirit, and that might be younger for a kid than another. But it does make me so upset because, genuinely, for myself, I realize that I, like I said, being the '90s or even before. We got blessed with the fact that I was able to grow up and figure out who I was without everyone telling me who I should be or what was possible. And I think as a kid, man, when you're learning colors and you're learning new things, the fact that you're being told about these complicated sexual things before you've gone through puberty and about race before you've really had, you know, full cognitive development. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're looking for a disaster. All right. We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Creating a disaster. Well, because before the prefrontal cortex, we don't allow kids to drink alcohol. The main argument. 
All right, don't forget to uh, go wherever you find your audio podcasts, subscribe, rate, and review the news and why it matters. Here's what I want you to do, guys. I'm pushing really hard to get a new song, a new intro song. And everyone, they come on the program, and Elijah was making fun of me. I always do, but that's not just for the song. I just like to make fun of you. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Elijah and and Doyle, they like to make fun of you. Because everyone's just like... This song does not fit you no. at all. No. I'm aware. So what I want you to do is go over, and when you leave that five-star review, help me tell management here that we got we got to get rid of the song. We got to get a better song in. I'm, I'm depending on you guys, okay? The, my fate is in your hands. Also, if you leave us a review, you may see it read live on air, like the one today from Gadget Neck, who said five stars. I love you guys. I don't hand out that phrase often or lightly, but I truly do. I never miss an episode because each one has left me feeling more positive about the future, which isn't easy these days. I enjoy the discussions and respect the opinions of each person in every episode. Keep up the great work. That's a lot of people in episodes. Super fan. I yep. love it. And just like, just like with that song, uh, Biden might laugh when he's getting roasted, but she's not laughing, and so you actually got to go help her. Yep. You're not going to laugh at your own roast. No. No. No, please. Treat, treat her Don't. show better than Biden treats our country. Yeah, help her out. Please. <laughs> Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com/podcasts.